Hello, and welcome to Porch Stories. I'm Brandy Chun, your host. Today, we are joined by Miss Maxine Laster, and our conversation will be focusing on life inside the Porch Consolidated School. Maxine attended the Porch Consolidated School and is here to share her experience of what it was like at the school. With that being said, I will allow my co-host, Mr. Billy Bailey, to introduce himself and get started with the conversation. Good afternoon. It's Billy Bailey. And um, first of all, Ms. Maxine, we want to ask, um, could you tell us a little bit about yourself, your family, maybe your age? Okay. Uh, my name is Maxine McGee Lassiter, and I was born and raised right there in Porch, uh, across the railroad. Uh, my mother was Burley McGee Bailey now, and my grandmother and grandfather was Lawrence McGee and Mamie McGee. Uh, we lived in a little wooden shack house, and as far as I can remember back, that's where I lived. And when I got ready to go to school, I went to school up here in what do y'all call it? Porch or I had Bedita Consolidated School. That's the one. And uh, we caught a bus out there at uh, Porch Road across the railroad. We had a dirt road, and we'd have to walk from my grandma's house up to the corner. Um, I don't know if y'all know you, Susanna or McGee or whoever. She lived up on the corner, and that's where we caught the bus at. We didn't have a lunchroom at the schoolhouse, so Grandma and them had to, uh, or Mama, whoever was there, would fix us a, a lunch. And it wouldn't be in a a bag. It would be in a syrup can, and we'd have biscuits, and uh, had to split the biscuit, and you'd have lima beans or or something in it, but you wouldn't have a lot. You didn't have no dessert. You know, you just have biscuits. Sometime they'd put in a potato, <laughs> a sweet <laughs> potato. Uh-huh. But I enjoyed, I enjoyed being with my grandma and my mom and them at times. And it was hard. It was hard on my grandma and grandpa and grandma, my mama. So who's your grandma and grandpa? Lawrence McGee and Mamie McGee. Okay. And you had brothers and sisters. Who's your brothers and sisters? Not then. Or not then? Not then. Uh-uh, no. So this was before? This is before. Uh-huh. Okay. I was young. I w- the first time I remember really is about four or five years old. Okay. Then. Mm. And my mama didn't have no children but just me. And uh, like I said, we went to school and uh that's one thing they they required they wanted us to learn more than they learn and mama and grandma and them had their own farm and uh, mama and them would get out chop cotton pick cotton and it was hard on them they'd get about a quarter or two or a uh, half a dollar a day, and uh, but I went on to school, and they I learned in that school 
uh, how to read, write, do arithmetic, you know, stuff like that. And I remember a book that we have, and I I wonder where that little book is. Spot, Jane and Dick. <laughs> I know what mm. you're talking about. When you said they wanted you to go to school, you're talking about your family. Why do you think it was so important for you to go get an education? Well, they wanted us to have more. They did, They couldn't read. Mama went to the third grade, and Grandma and Grandpa didn't know nothing, but they knew the, the bill, you know, they could tell you if it was a dollar bill, but they couldn't count. They didn't know how to do that. That's the reason, that's another thing I won't go get into. Yeah, I understand. So was there ever a time that you would have to help them with anything, with you being educated? I mean, you know, with you being taught to count? No. no? You didn't have to help them, like, read something, something Mm-mm. like that as you got older? No. Huh? Like Mama and them, you know, the older girls, they went, like, like I said, they learned how to read. They went third grade, but then they quit. They didn't go. So they learned just a little. So Mama and them done all. So just giving us a timeline of when you attended the Consolidated School, what year was that? You remember, Miss Maxine? You remember what year you attended the Consolidated School? No. You brought a picture with us. Yeah. And um, it's in 52 or 53. See, I was born in 1943. So that would have been 10 years. So I went to school when I was five and six. I know it's six. Yeah. And did you go, um, do you remember how many years you attended the consolidated school? Six. Six years. I did Tell me some of your um, people that would have been in your grade with you. Do you remember some of the names? In the first grade, it was um, Dewey McGee, Kent McGee. Um, there's Nub Rowland. Um, I don't know. There was a bunch of them, but I forgot who it was. Hmm. And uh, Miss Broughton was the teacher, and that was the best teacher I have ever known, or the best one I have ever known. She loved the Indian children, and she would help them. So was there any other teachers that you can remember from there? Um, When I left, there was like two grades in one, like first, first, second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth. And um, when I left that room, this <laughs> <Ms>. brought <laughs> him failed me because can I go ahead and tell you? Go ahead. Yeah. Okay, I was I would dance, and they would um I would tap dance and. They would make money off of me. Like if they'd have a big gathering, they would take up money. What was they taking up money for? For the school. For the school? Yeah. I didn't get it. Yeah, I was wondering if it was like for Calvin going. Yeah, something. They had one of those. I remember they had one of them and all his children, um, Frank and Houston and. uh, Curtis, all of them were there that time, and they had a big gathering, and uh, they wanted me to tap dance, and I made money. 
they put me up on the shoulders after the tap dance, and they'd give money, give money. Hmm. That's really neat. So was that part of the reason Miss Broughton failed you? Yeah. <laughs> I say it was because <laughs> I could read pretty good, you know, at that time. But, hey, you making money off of me. Go ahead. <laughs> Just keep you there, huh? Yeah. <laughs> but I, that, that school up there, they would put a lot of money in that school for us children. Now, you say they. Who would that be? Who's? That would be the community. Yeah community they'd have all kind of get-togethers and and you know they would bring like chicken and all kind of baked beans potato salad and stuff and sell it and they'd give it to the so what kind of events would they have there what kind of things like did like you said they had some stuff for calvin we did have like Little party get togethers and little cook. Cooking, cooking. Uh, little just like reunion type things? Yeah, yeah. It was like the community. They'd send out stuff and tell them to bring so and so, that they was going to have a big um, cookout or something, and it would be from Calvin. Hmm. So you mentioned riding a bus. Who was the bus driver? Mr. Littles. Mr. Littles. <laughs> yep. Okay. And he would whoop me, too. <laughs> what was you doing that you deserved a whooping? Talking too loud. Oh, Talking too loud. <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember what, he kept a little switch up on the dash up there. And uh, I remember he got hold to me and, I mean, get that switch and, Tear you up. We can't do that today, can they? No, they can't do no, that. No, because I was a bus driver, y'all know. Yeah, he was yep. a bus driver. Yep. Well, whenever they would pick you up, what time of the day was that? Was that, was that early in the morning? Yeah, it would be daylight, you know. that. Would there be other kids from around that area? Mm-mm, just me. You was yeah. the only one around porch that got picked up? Up there. Up there. Now, I don't know about like I said, I've lost a lot of my memory about stuff, mm-hmm. but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed myself at school. Yeah, I did. So you was talking to us one time about the bathroom situation at the school. Yeah, uh, I was glad when they built the ones. You know, so like, you was there when they built them. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you was there when they didn't have them. Then there, I happen. sure was. Mm-hmm. You'd have to go all the way outside. About a half a block back behind the school, and there would be some outhouses out Back there. on the other side of the mound and stuff? Mm-hmm. Along there, yeah. back out there. Mm. We, enjo- uh, we enjoyed going because that gave us a time out. And give time to get out <laughs> yeah. the way. A little break yeah. away from all so the So did y'all have a playground? Yeah. Where was it? It was back there. You know, it was just flat out there, and then they had the outhouses out back there and then we just we got ready to play we played on the had a ball field on the what is it the left side okay, over there where the powell dancers mm-hmm. are dance now mm-hmm. had a ball field out there and <laughs> uh, got a little band when we was in first second grade and uh I remember Miss uh, Broughton would 
had made us some um, stuff, you know, like with tin cans or stuff to make drums and things and sticks and I don't know what all. And we'd just march all out in that field like a band. <laughs> like a school band? <laughs> well, you brought in a picture of your little tap dancing uniform. No, that's the uh, that majorette. The, oh, yeah, your little majorette. She was where, part of the band. Yeah. Uh-huh. So where did you get that? Where did you get that little uniform from? All I remember is Miss Broughton done this for me. Mm-hmm. And she took me to her house, and we would, it was only me. She wouldn't bring nobody else. It was only me. And I reckon because I danced good, she wanted me to have tap dance and shoes, stuff like that to yeah. make money. And, honey, I made a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you? You, yeah. must, you, was, you must have been good. I was, I was, and like I was telling y'all over there, J.D. Presley, I don't know if he had both hands or what, but I know that man could play the piano, and that's the way I danced with that music. With J.D. Presley playing the piano. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, did Miss Broughton live here in town, or did she live in Atmore? She lived in Atmore. She lived in Atmore. So when you say you went with her, she would take you in her car. And take her to okay. What kind of subjects did you learn? Did you did you cover that? What subjects you learned yeah. in school? Uh, arithmetic and reading was in the first grade. You just learned how to read good. Mm-hmm. Learn how to pronounce the words and do like spot. Mm-hmm. Here's spot. Yeah. Go look at Dick. Run Dick. <laughs> Things yeah. like that, you know, on that. But then later, as you got in the first grade, she'd learn you one time one is two. Get in your, and then on up to the third and fourth grade, they'd learn your divisions and stuff. Yeah. I didn't like that. I didn't like. You didn't like all that extra? No, I didn't like, I didn't like arithmetic then. You got up in the fifth and sixth grade, you had the two, what you call it, under the four. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it either, like but I learned. And- okay. So um, you went to the sixth grade there, or is it fifth grade? Sixth grade? Went all the way, way, all the way in the sixth grade. And then when did you, where'd you go after that? I didn't. You didn't go anywhere after that? Nowhere. Okay. Was that a choice? Did you just, or was no. that because you had things to do at the house, or what? Well, my mom and them was off and on going places, and she'd take me. And then she married uh, Junior Bailey, and then she'd go different places, and she'd take me. And I didn't get to go to school much no more. Okay. But when I got 40, I meant I was going to get an education. I got my GED and got it good. Good. Oh my yeah. goodness! Sure I need did. to give you some claps for that. Yes, <laughs> that is awesome. So, when we was at at your house speaking with you, you spoke about being scared to go to other school. Was I was very scared. I weighed about eighty something pounds in the sixth grade. I was real little, 
And I was just scared after I heard about the fights and stuff they had done with the kids out there. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so you you just kind of lucked, lucked out and didn't get to didn't go, huh? Nope. I bet you was ha- you was probably happy about that, wasn't you? No. Not really. I you were scared but wanted to go at the same time. I wanted to go. My heart's desire was to go to school, finish, and either go into the service as a nurse or something. That's what I've always wanted to be, a nurse. Mm -hmm. And I I didn't get to go. Well. But I still, when um, when I got older, uh, like I said, I got my GD. And then when I worked up here with the seniors, I loved it. I loved to work with them. So what would you do with the seniors? Um, I helped, like, deliver them, go around and pick them up and carry them up there. Miss Kent McGee, Miss, what was her, is that her name? Miss McGee. Uh, Kent's mom? Yeah, Kent's mm-hmm. mama. And me and her just fell in love, and we just, Help the people, and I'd go get the go get them and bring them there. And then when it was over, I'd carry them back. And then um, I used to play bingo with them, and I'd go get them flowers with my money. I'd get stuff and let them win it. Hmm. So where was the sales center at that time? I know it's moved. Up at the school. It was so it was the one in the school, Mm -hmm. the original Uh one. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then at that time, was you was that when you was driving the bus too? Driving the bus for the school school for system. Huxford School, uh, uh-uh. no, uh, uh-uh. um, I was around forty. Like I said, that's when I started up there with them at the senior. Yeah. And then later on, let's see, in eighty four, I started driving the school bus. I loved it. Yeah. I loved to be with the kids and do things with them, and I drove 27 and a half years. That's all I had ever known you ever working was driving school bus. Well, I worked with the, um, I worked at the old folks' home down here in Atmore. I don't know what what is Atmore nursing home. Atmore nursing nursing home. Yeah, I got my nurse's degree there, and then I couldn't stand it. I just pass on on that. And then I went to the school. Gary and David, those are my sons, and they were in school at that time. And I went to work there with Miss Blackburn. Oh, with my grandma. Your grandma. Oh, okay. At the lunchroom? Yeah. And worked there three years, and I enjoyed it. And then after I got through there, I said, um, they wanted me to try the bus. And that's where we went. I went from there to the bus. Okay. Wow. That's good. That's impressive. Never had a job till I got up here to the senior. Yeah. I married my husband in 60-something, and he had been a good provider. He was a home builder, constructions, and he didn't want me to work because he wanted me to stay at home with the children. But then I got tired sitting home, so I went and got me a job. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted my own money. <laughs> yeah, I get that. I, I can understand that. that, too. 
That's a good thing. And you married how long? It's either 59 or close to 60. Okay. Wow. Man, he was not, I was 19 and he was 21. Okay. And you have how many children? We got seven all together. Okay. He had three, I had two, and then we had two together. Okay. And how many grandkids you got? I know you way up there on grandkids. The last time I counted, there was 37. And great-grandchildren are 60-something. I quit counting. You quit counting on that, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a legacy. That's that impressive. Yes. So me and Billy went and visited you the other day, and you live by New Home Cemetery. Is that yes. where your family was? Or is that buried? Well, I know they're buried, but is that where you grew up in that little community, too? I know you said, yeah, some, yeah, Aunt Lawrence Seal. Mm-hmm. Okay. Victory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But your, your, but your original home was Porch Switch, or right there around the railroad track, like down the road? Right down the road, where Ruth Arbroath lives, right there. On Appling, Appling Road? Right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Always lived there. When I was a little. Okay. So you didn't move too far from where you grew up. Mm-mm. And you, you lived somewhere else before that, before you live where you're at now, right? Over in Boonville? Oh, yeah. We lived 20-something years in Boonville at one place. Mm-hmm. And then we moved across the creek, and we lived there about 10 years. Then we moved out in Porch again by a new cemetery. Yeah. And I loved it out there in Boonville. You sat on the porch so peaceful and see the deer and the turkeys. and Y'all had animals and all kind of animals, turkeys and chickens and, yeah. Yeah, yep. One day I was, I know this ain't, one day I was, uh, had drove the school bus and then I come back and it was kind of early, yeah. And, uh, I could hear them turkeys down in the bottom down there where the creek was, and I started gobbling like a turkey. <laughs> I called that turkey up. I sure did. I, I did, it. yeah. Huh. <laughs> that was lunch. <laughs> you should have got them. <laughs> so, yeah. so I have a lot of memories of going up to your house, and one of them is the food. Every time I go over there, you'd have some kind of good food. So. Where did you, like, did Granny teach you how to cook? Did Grandma teach you how to cook like that? Really old style of cooking. No. I watched them, and I loved to watch Granny cook. She had a wood stove, and I loved to watch her, but I didn't, in my mind, I do some of that in my mind, cooking, but I had to learn it on my own. But you're talking about school days, honey, I love to come home in the evening when Granny would have all that food cooked. There would, in the wood stove, there'd be a warmer up there on top, and she'd put cornbread and biscuits and all kind of meat and potatoes, sweet potatoes up there, and as soon as I'd get in, I'd get me one of them sweet potatoes and my playhouse, when I was a little girl, would be under the house. When I'd come from school, 
that's where I'd go at, eat my potato up under that house because <laughs> the house was way up mm-hmm. off of the ground. And I would go up under there and, Lord, and they had, like, Grandpa had, and them had a cow and hogs and old mules and stuff like that. I learned a lot of stuff just watching them. You know, they had gardens, and he had cotton. He had everything. He plowed with that old mule. And I remember one time he had planted corn, and I, I was a little old thing. He put me on that thing to cover up with that mule, cover up that corn. And, you know, you just— And you little. You yeah, just had to follow behind, didn't yeah. you? yeah. The mule was dragging me, but I'd hold on. <laughs> so uh, pretty much all the food that y'all had was pretty much he grew. Huh? Yes. It, like peas. He had strawberries. Um, you know where the railroad is way out there on the backside? Well, all that land was grandpa's. All that con, con orchard? It was grandpa's. And he planted it. And... Uh, we would go out there and pick peas, beans. She'd put them up in jars. We didn't know nothing about freezers. And I remember the first lights come through there, electric lights. We let, you know, we'd either have fireplaces or wood stove or, or you had lamp lights. But I remember the first lights come through there. Hmm. I bet you were excited. Yeah, yeah, you could see how to read then. Yeah, turn on the light. We was like Abraham Lincoln. Baby. Yeah, <laughs> and yet y'all, uh, y'all still was didn't have a lot of indoor plumbing, huh? No, no indoor plumbing Mm-mm. or anything like no, that. Uh-uh. No, we didn't. Our facilities were still outside. Still outhouse stuff. Yeah, magazines, catalog books. What did y'all have for like pump water? Yeah, yeah, had good old pump water. I love pump water. And uh, we one time I come from school and Grandma had they had milked the cows and back then they put them put the milk in the ice box and they'd get ice and put it in there. Well, she'd skim that off and get the cream out of it and. I remember I'd go in there and drink all that cream just about if they wouldn't have enough for their coffee. <laughs> and you'd get in trouble, wouldn't you? Yep, yep, <laughs> yep, yep. Oh. I can tell y'all some things. Lord, my granny was, she was a granny. Mm. But I was the favorite grandpa's. Was you? Yep. Was grandpa's favorite? Yep. He was the oldest. He was right there with him all that time, huh? Yeah. No, I wasn't the oldest. That is just that that's where I stayed. Yeah. And I reckon I, I was his at that time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you went to the consolidated school. Did you ever feel different from the surrounding community of McCullough or Atmore or anything? Like, did you recognize that maybe... I was different. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Did you recognize that, oh, I'm Indian in there, you uh-huh. know, or yeah, or that maybe y'all didn't have as much of the other people? That That's what, you know, you would, you would go somewhere, 
and they'd look at you. I didn't get to go to town much because mm-hmm. they wouldn't let us go, so we just stayed at around right out there. Mm-hmm. Was it Noe had the little store out there? That's it. And that's the only thing you had that combo store wise. Mm-hmm. 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 And you notice how they did they they treated you different when you did go to town? Yeah, they look at you different. Yeah. And especially if he was dark complected, you know, you dark like Grandpa and me and Mont Granny and all of they they knew we was Indians and moved from here out mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. I know that um, the area around the consolidated school is so much has changed. But when do when you go by, does it bring back any kind of memories? Yes, Lord, it does. That's why I said I loved it. I loved that place. And I wish they wouldn't let it go down. I wish they'd keep it. When's the last time you've been inside the school? I hadn't been a long time. To vote over in the third and fourth grade, that's where they you go to vote. Used to. They don't vote inside the school anymore. Okay. But that's, I mean, like for the president and the governors oh, okay. and stuff, that's where you go in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But for the tribal, it's that other one. So our plan is with TIPO is we're going to, Rehab that building and make it back to like it was in the sixties. Oh, good. So. And maybe oh, we dear. need to invite them back to come and do a walkthrough. And yeah, yeah, I think we're gonna, that would be awesome. Well, we're going to need some information from people about how classrooms are set up, things like that, because we're wanting to set up classrooms a certain way and yeah. things like that. Yeah. Well, um, then when I was in the first and second. They had in the back, back there, little places you could hang your coats and your lunch boxes. But they, they was just uh, curtains back there. You, you didn't have a door. You just had a curtain. In your classroom? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then they had the first grade, and then they had the second grade. Was you there when they built the kitchen? No. They didn't have no kitchen, no lunches, nothing up there. One time they had somebody from somewhere, brought some peanut butter and bread or something, and we had sandwiches on that peanut butter. And that was your, that was your lunch? Yep, yep. But they didn't do that every day. Yeah, occasionally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do you remember, I know you talked about Granny and them only going to like third grade. Do you remember the schools that they went to? No. You don't remember anything, talking about know. anything about that? Ruth, Aubrey Ruth went out. Not, I don't know if she went to the Solidated School, but there was an old wooden house out there that they they went to. In Porch? Uh-huh. Down out there where that Buford's and M's church. It was okay, so over there. here on this side? Yeah, uh-huh, down back there. Back and where th- Mr. Tullis lives at? Back there, uh-huh. Okay. And then uh, Aunt Ruth and May, before she died, she told me they had a, a school out there uh, close to where uh, Montgomery's Barn, back over that way, said there was a school over there. Yeah, so that's what we're coming to find out. There's school, there was a school on Bell Creek, Bell Creek area. Yeah, uh-huh. Aunt Ruth may told me that, and she must have went. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. I know you 
go to church and things like that. So where, what church did was you raised up going to? Wholeness. Wholeness, Wholeness where, Church. Where at? In Porch. In Porch. Friendly Wholeness. Chocomasis and um, when I was real little, uh, they had a, a brush arbor, but I forgot who was the preacher. You know, they built the brush arbors and put stuff on top. And, In the same area, right there where Friendly Wholeness is? Uh-uh. It was between um, New Home and Uncle Macy's. It was a bunch of tall pines right there. After you get off of Bell Creek mm-hmm. and you turn back, it was a bunch of tall pines all up in there. And that's where it was up in there, that Birch Arbor. But I, that's what I was raised in. That's what my granny and them was raised in, and that's what I am. Okay. So um, did you, do you know anything about the churches that was over near where you, was, where you live at now? Yeah. The New Home Church and all mm-hmm. that stuff? Mm-hmm. The first new home church that was over there, Granny Ida and Ruth and May, Edgar Rackard, and I forgot who all used to go to that church where I live now. Mm-hmm. There was a church there. Okay. And it was Pentecostal. It was Pentecostal. Uh-huh. And... Uh, I went there when I was a little old bitty thing, and I remember I would get on my knees. I remember this, and you honestly, I I know it come from my heart, and I was saved back then, and I just pray and cry that my mama would get saved, and she did before she died. Thank God, she did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I believe that God spared our people, our people, not just my family, but our people. I know that God had his hand on it. When Uncle Calvin would go off, honey, they would pray for him, pray for him. And I know God answered his prayer and our prayers. I remember Uncle Mace's church didn't have no no wall. It just had the uh, block house, blocks, you know, the blocks, not mm-hmm. nothing but just the blocks, and had a stage. And then down here in the bottom, it was nothing but dirt and sawdust. I remember my grandpa getting saved, and they had them big old fans, and they would just be going. He stuck his hand in that fan. It never touched him. Wow. He just shouting, shouting. But I remember things like that, that that God had spared our people. And um, Gertrude, Aunt Ella, Mama, um, Aunt Grace and May, um, some of the old ones. I forgot who, a bunch of old ones. They had a big old pot out there. They washed clothes in Fill that thing up with oil and fry that chicken for Uncle Uncle Calvin. He'd go on him trips with that. Mm. Why do you think it made? Why Why was Calvin the one? God chose him. Think so. God chose him. Mm-hmm. I believe that. 
I do. I do. Believe. I believe that. Yeah. Because Uncle Calvin loved his people. He loved. And he seen things that I didn't see. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you what Brother Don Davis said. Um, uh, y'all, I'm going to tell y'all. Brother Don Davis said it over over the... My, he'll tell you today. He'll start preaching. He'll start to, the bravest man he ever had seen was on Calvin. And he said that he was up there preaching somewhere. I forgot where he said he was preaching. This man come up and told him, said, you're not going to preach here. Said, you're not going to preach in this town. And uh, some way Uncle Calvin got hold of it. I don't know how Brother Don Davis stole it, but he had got hold of that. Brother Don wasn't going to preach there. And uh, he said, yes, you are. You're going to preach because God's called you here to do it. And Brother Don, he stood right there behind Brother Don, and he said, now you go ahead and preach. Oh, wow. Wow. He wasn't scared. He was not scared. And talking about, we're going to get on another subject about me dancing. Go ahead. <laughs> when I dance, Uncle Calvin was always there around somewhere watching me dance up at mm-hmm. school. He said, I'm going to take you to Hollywood, and you're going to be like Shirley Temple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like that. But Uncle Calvin was a good uncle, and he, I didn't know at the time he was my real uncle. But Uncle Calvin loved his people. He did. I think he had a lot of support, too. I think a lot of people backed him. Seen it. And seen it and believed it and gave him the support. And there was a lot of prayers went up with that man. And that's where we were. That's why we are where we at today on account of him. I'll always be that. Yep. I do believe porches praying people like that. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. I don't know about now. <laughs> <laughs> There's still a lot of praying. There's still a lot of people. There's still a lot of praying. A lot of a lot of seeds were sown. A lot of our young ones are 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 starting to understand it, and they're praying. I still believe that that seed that was planted is still going. Going. Mm-hmm. I'm still, you know, getting things from the prayers of my own granny. So I yeah. still see. Hopefully that'll carry on for generation to generation. Yeah. And you know, who who's going to be that next Calvin? Well, I remember like when they was taking names to put on that list to care to Washington. Mm-hmm. I remember coming him coming out there and talking to Grandma and Grandpa. And you know, he there's a lot of people wouldn't give him money to to go help him. She paid twelve dollars for me. To be on that list. To give him some money to go, give him money to go to Washington. Yeah. If each person had gave him at $12, you know, they could have, he would have went a long ways farther. Yeah. Right. Right. I love hearing stories of the community coming together. Yes. Yes. And they did back in. I said, I, th- I still think we still do it. It's just not as it takes an occasion for us to come together. I say, let somebody hurt somebody or something happen in our community. Boy, we right there yeah. helping. We got love. 
We do. We got love. We got a lot of love in this community. Yeah. And if somebody loses somebody, mm-hmm. or somebody in their family, they just kind of surround them. Yeah. We're right there, aren't yeah. we? Well, where'd you get baptized then? If you was holiness, you remember? Were you in McCullough? Of McCullough. But the first time I got baptized, I think, I don't remember it. But I remember out to McCullough, Richard Daniels baptized me. Okay. At the, at the church in McCullough? Not that one. There was a Baptist church in McCullough, and it turned to wholeness. So do you remember places, do you remember where ones like the older ones would have got baptized, like these creeks and things like yeah, that? Yeah, They would uh, go, uh, I remember some of them would go to Manac. I remember one one baptism, but I don't know who it was, was out there to uh, that place that I told you out there. Bell Creek at the gravel pits and stuff The there? gravel pit, we called it. Mm-hmm. They baptized a bunch of them out there. Okay. Do you think that you instilled going to school in your own children? Did you, you know, tell them about the importance of making sure they got that education? Yes. Yep. They were going to go to school if I had to take them every day. <laughs> if you had to sit there beside them, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is important. It is. It is. That education is the most important thing besides God. Yep. God comes first, and then he gives you the rest. There you go. You know, I think that edu- education was a big deal for everybody in this area. Mm-hmm. Like back in the back before, they didn't have a lot of education, and that's one reason Calvin and those older ones pushed to get the education and get the schools built and things. It was really important to them. Yes, yes, yes. He was such a man, and I think I think now that that education is still very important to people. Like our education department here at the tribe, is so large and so does so much for everybody. I think it's still that that mindset still here. That's where I got my GED from up here. I learned they had a you know the, a teacher that would help you out. And that's why mm-hmm. I learned to get my GD. Mm-hmm. Do you believe that the consolidated school has been a pivotal point for kind of like a hub for our community with it being it was a school, then it turned into like a head start, then it turned into tribal council quarters, then it turned into I think they had a candy shop there. It was a cell center cell center, it was a candy shop, it's a museum. Yes. Yeah, it's like it, when you go by there, it's just different from anything else. Mm-hmm. You feel different when you yeah. go in that gate. Yeah, if you go up there to the powwow, you can feel that. Yep, other people has gone on. Yep, you know you can feel them. Yep. My son Gary loved this this community. There anything else that you think around the community that makes you think that same way besides just the the consolidated school? The churches. The churches. The churches. Yep. I walked down. I could, you know, when I lived with my grandma and them over there, and I'd go to Uncle Mason's and them church over there, and he lived right down from the church. And, honey, you could hear that man getting happy. 
he would sing, I saw the light. You could hear him all over that place over there. And I, that's what I remember. That's how God worked in the communities. You had one man, and Uncle Mace was that man in that church. And Uncle Mace worked at the same time. He didn't just preach. He was working also. He sure right? did at that mm. cucumber plant. At the cu- cucumber shed. Yeah. And you know what was so good? All of us was kin. Some way or another, we were kin to each other. And I did, I never have wanted to move away from here. I love porch or hog fork or yeah, I've always loved this place. I do too. Did you ever go visit, like you said, hog fork and, you know, head of Padita? Did you ever go and visit? Knowing that y'all are kin to these people, did you ever go, like, say, when you were younger, go to Head of Padita for anything? Or you did y'all just stay kind of in your own little? No, we like, if they had church down there at that time, we'd go down there to revivals. We'd go to church. They never hardly had any meetings, you know, like mm-hmm. gathering like they did up here or like at church in Porch. They'd have homecomings. Oh, them homecomings was pretty and good because they'd have food, food, food. And, you know, they just, that's where you went. To and that'd go on all day, wouldn't it? All like day. All day. Singing and eating. Fifth Sunday meetings. I don't know if anybody ever heard of that one. On every fifth Sunday meeting, they'd be to another different church. Okay. It'd be like an Uncle Macy's this year, this this Sunday, next Sunday, it would be another Pentecostal. Next one would be down at Charlotte Freltwell's church where I'm going now. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm going now. That's Where's that at? At uh, Perdita. At Perdita, okay. Um, Helen Stewart, her, mom, her daddy's name's Charlotte, Charlotte Fretwell. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sister Helen. Uh-huh. And they'd have... Uncle Mace was the pastor down there for a while. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So this this community sounds like churches and schools. That's, That's what they, they, they were spiritual, the found, and they wanted the to be educated. Yeah, the foundation of, from now from what I'm gathering, it's um, schools and churches. I yeah. think that's what kept the whole community together. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That yep. com- the community kept itself together. Well, they love God. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Our people love God, and that's all the one they could depend on. If they got sick, Billy, they'd call on the people in the church to come pray for them. They couldn't afford to go to a doctor. No. Yeah. And most of the time, it worked, didn't it? A lot, most it of did. the time, it worked. It did. It did. You could all, Uncle Hawk, Anella, Gertrude, Uncle Mace, um, his wife, Coot, uh, those ones, Ruth, Ruth's been in this way a long time, and you could call them people, and them people would leave everything and come to you if Mm. you were sick. Wow. That's community right there, isn't it? Yep. I remember one time I was so sick. They couldn't carry me to the doctor or hospital because I was sick. I don't know why, 
I was, I don't know what was wrong with me, but I know for two or three days I would be out, completely out. Didn't know who was around me. I was a little girl at that mm-hmm. time, little girl. And I may be like this and on this picture right there, that one. And I remember that I stayed out and I woke up, woke up, and Grandma was feeding me some lemon sweet tea. And I went back out. I don't know how, day, how many days I went out then. But I remember I was on that fluffy bed I was telling y'all about. The feather bed? Yeah, on the feather. And it was a chicken laying, chicken laying an egg on. That's what woke me up. Laying egg under the house? No, laying on the bed. On the mattress. Chicken on the bed with you? Yeah. (laughs) And woke me up. And and I I reckon I got better. I reckon I got better. But I know that um, they come and prayed for me, like I was telling you. And I had got older, and I got sick again, infection or something, and they'd called them. Hmm. I have been sick, and I know that God done miracles through them for me. They were prayer warriors. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. 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 I believe that. Well, um, is there any other stories, anything else you'd like to share? Anything that you can think of? I know we sparked a lot of memories. Yeah, a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And I, I thank God for it because I ain't thought about them in a long time. Like, you know, I'm telling y'all about me and Mabel. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't do that today with kids, young kids. Just just running, running around playing? From one place to the other. You could go to Hog Fork or Hedapadita. Nobody wouldn't do nothing, you know. We used to go to the creek and go in our panties, and yeah. and you can't go nowhere now. You have to lock everything up. I remember Daddy telling me about him and Uncle Aaron and Uncle Gary and all them go out playing in playing in the woods and yeah. play the till Granny hollered for him to come on. Yeah, and that's the way you know back then, uh, Raymond and Benny and. All them big boys would be around us girls, young girls. And y'all was just safe. Safe. I was more safer than anything, you know, because there would be a, it was, um, I can, it was Raymond, Benny, and Raymond's cousins. And and it would be like me, Mabel, and Ruth, and Mary Stella, and Helen, I think all of us would be down there in them and never thought about nothing. We would just play and have a good time. Then they can't do that anymore. No more. Kids can't do that. No, no more. It's the way that Satan has got in and got in people's mind. You can't. But we just thank God that we're where we're at. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That is the truth. Well, Maxine, is there anything that you would like to tell your grandbabies or your great-grandbabies or anything? Yeah, live for the Lord, stay on right course, and go to school. There you go. <laughs> and and put Jesus first. Mm-hmm. Put, what? Uh-uh. Jayla, 
my great grandbaby. She's, you know, she's in Ole Miss, and before she'd ever go to school, she had to be safe. She, big tears would just come out her eyes. She said, I'm not going over there till I get saved. And Rusty had to pray with her right there, lead her into the prayer. And then after that, she said, I want to be baptized. And she was baptized. Before she went to school? Before she went to school. I bet that was a great thing to see. Yeah, it was to know that she was following after Jesus and letting Jesus lead her life. And that girl is excelling. Yeah. And I as think well as for. probably a lot of your other ones are doing just as yeah, good. Her, and, I, yeah. Her grandkids are doing really good, all of them. Uh-huh. Yeah. Doing good for them. Adam and his family. And oof, I don't know. He's gone way up there in the military. Yeah. In the Air Force. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what I thank God for my family. Because, you know, they are good young'uns, good great-grand young'uns. Don't get to see them much, but. They got that. They got their family, too. They, they got a life, too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't blame them. They love their granny. Yeah. They call me. Adam is just faithful. He calls me every week about it. I do have one question. Is there one thing that you would like to see in this community? If you had all the powers and you can do one thing or change one thing or bring something back, is there anything that comes to mind? Yeah. What is that? Like they did with uh, Calvin. I know we have the powwow, but I don't want everybody. I want just our people. Mm-hmm. You know, enjoy family. Enjoy mm-hmm. each other. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know what I'm talking about? Some kind of community family get-together, basically. Yeah, and you don't a have to have a homecoming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a homecoming. Because there's a lot of people dying that we won't never get to see anymore. But when we used to have them, they'd come. They'd come to that. That'd be a good idea, like a potluck. Yeah. Our biggest homecoming. And just let everybody bring their own food. Bring yeah. food. Uh-huh. Yep. I like that idea. That's a good idea. I think we need to be reminded of, keep reminding, and to me, this is the purpose of a podcast because we don't get to talk. I don't get to hear and sit down with with y'all as much as I would love to, and I'm hoping that, you know, with these podcasts, we can generate conversation and And learn. And learn. Learn a lot. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I appreciate you coming out today and being with us. Yes, yes, I enjoyed it. You helped me learn some stuff, so <laughs> enjoyed it. I don't know very much about the school, you know, and stuff no more, because when you get older, you know, you want to forget some things, mm-hmm. and you just wipe it out. Mm-hmm. But good times, you can't wipe it out. Well, yeah. what, I, what I've got out of the conversation that's at school was good, and it brought back a lot of good memories. And it was good for me. Mm-hmm. It was good for me and have, like, Miss Broughton to care for me. Mm-hmm. She cared about whoever, the other kids. Now, Miss Gilmore, mm-mm, she <laughs> was a tough old teacher. Yeah. And then there was another one in the other room, 
uh, I can't think in fifth and sixth, she was tough. But Miss Broughton loved Joe Hart. She loved the she loved the people. She loved like my, the the parents, and that's what I'm saying. I don't know if that's uh, her son still living there or what, but I think that's who gave me that picture there mm-hmm. somewhere down the line. And we don't have that love here, like. I don't. Getting a lot of our kids are not experiencing that love from teachers nowadays. That's it. That's it. A lot of them, like I personally have certain teachers that I connected with when I was in school. Mm-hmm. And it was really close to, I mean, teachers that brought me graduation presents, stuff like that. Our kids don't really have that near as much nowadays. Like, But, Billy, it's, let me It's like the teachers don't want to be there. But let me tell you, Billy. The last years that I rode that school bus, parents are not parents no more. Yes, definitely. You've got to be a parent to your child. you got to be a parent before a friend, before your friend. That's right. That is true. The classroom has lost a lot of respect for the kids because of the loss of respect. Right. The I government has took over, and they won't let them whip them. Mm-hmm. I got whippings till. Oh, I did too. Oh, I got no, whippings. Whippings at school, whippings at home. Yeah, but you had love. They had love. They'd hug your neck later and say, "I hate to do that, but you got to be good. Mm-hmm. You got to be good. It's discipline. Is what yeah. it is. It's discipline with love that you don't see a lot of now. I see it. You don't see it. That is true. They can buy them off. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope this is the start of many conversations, and we might want to bring you back to hear more of the rest of the story. The rest of the story. Because <laughs> this, this podcast is going to, we'll go into something like things like, federal, talk about federal recognition and things like that in the future. So we may get you back to talk about some things you've mentioned with helping Calvin and stuff like that. Yeah. So. And now that we know that you love to talk, We'd love to have you talk with us. Okay. (laughs) Okay. All right. Thank you for coming. Thank y'all. And we love you. Love y'all. Love you.